Mueller and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Steelers Nation Radio, it is high noon on a Friday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. I'm Wesley Euler. He's Arthur Motes. This is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Between the pair of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest. What you should know by now, ya knuckleheads, is we want your tweets, we want your questions, your comments, your concerns, and your reactions. All right, so get at us on Twitter over the next couple hours, at Wesley Euler, at DaBody52. DaBody. It's a Friday, so we'll be even more so... Turned up. Turned up. To the max. To the max. Living our best life. We'll take your tweets, Steelers-related, football-related, draft-related. Your mama-related. Or just shenanigans related. Anything related. It's Friday. This is what we do on Friday. You know where to get at us. We're going to talk plenty of draft today, certainly, as it is now. Um, You know, next time we do a show, Arthur Motes, it's going to be draft week. So this thing is uh, coming up pretty quick on us, just six days till the first round of the NFL draft Mm -hmm. next Thursday. uh, Our buddy Brian Backo is going to join us about a half an hour. He, of course, from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And, uh... We'll have some some top five Friday shenanigans before we get out of here as well, too. Arthur Motes, it's a beautiful day outside. How we feeling, cousin? Man, we living our best life, baby. It is Friday. It's the 22nd. I'm extra happy for a couple of reasons. Okay, tell me you why. You know, let me pull back the curtain. Well, number tell one, me more. Tell it's me the more. weekend, baby. And you know, I loves me some of the weekend, you know, because I just get to unwind. Is he your favorite artist? No, no, no. But I do like his music, though, okay? But, um, you know, just getting a, a chance to just chill out, not have to worry about work. Yeah. Because we know next week is going to be a busy, busy week, Um. Especially for us being that, you know, it's draft week. Draft I know week. for me, I got a lot of things that, mm-hmm. you know, will be taking up my time next week. And so mm-hmm. I'm enjoying being in the moment this weekend and not having anything on my plate. Got some family coming into town nice. as well, man. Nice. You know, young cuz, you know, AAU basketball player. So it's going to be fun Ooh, to go see some hoops action it. over the weekend love as well. It. But then also, man, you know. One of my favorite rap artists from, you know, The Crib, The Hometown Pusha <gasps> T, just dropped a new album. Yes, indeed. It's almost dry. And I've been bumping it all morning. It's got me feeling real, real good. You know how it is. Like, when, when John Mayer dropped that, you, you know, Jocelyn, he for you. How you feel? You be like, you know what? I needed that in my life this morning. You wild. Like, it hits different. Bro, that's how I'm feeling this morning, man. My dog dropped the album, man. I'm feeling real, real nice right now. Can't nobody tell me nothing today, all right? I'm on one. <laughs> I'm pulling back. It's Friday. This is what you get on a hey, Friday, yeah, man. That's true. This is what you get on a Friday. I'm going to be real transparent today. Hey, that's that's the only way we want it. We are nothing if not a transparent show and a fact-based show. So we're going to uh, get it rocking and rolling here. Let's start with some draft conversation, Arthur Motes. And look, Rod Dalla tweets us. It says, did you listen to that new Pusha T yet? Let's go. <laughs> 
Let's go. He it's almost dry. He was literally, he was literally tweeting that like right it as you brought it up. It's almost. You know they got the 15 second delay, so he's just yep. now catching that. Yep. But it is almost dry, ladies and gentlemen. It just dropped, and I love it. I'm only like four songs in because I keep replaying like two of the songs. You know that's, how it goes. That's when you know it's a good album. You know how, I, man, I, I got I got the track. I'm like, bro, what is this? You got push in, yay. Oh lord. Then the next trap is is pushing home. I'm like, yo, yo. I can't get past. The, I can't get past number four. West, West. I've been up since what nine, eight o'clock. Cause I worked out this morning, did some stuff. I've been playing the same four songs on repeat, man. What am I gonna do? I need the whole weekend to just sit on my back porch, yep, just listen, and just dedicated to listen to this album. Cause I keep hitting replay, man. I can't help it. I'm an old soul like that too. I do like to just sit around and listen to music. Oh, oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Like I remember when I was a kid. All right, we're, I'm I'm really chasing the shiny silver object here, hey, but it's, it's Friday. Friday. It's, it's Friday. Friday. Just just no hey, rules on Friday. Let, let the Lord you gotta use leave you. your shirt on. Let, let, One let rule on you. Friday. No shoes, no socks. You get service here. All right. When I was um, man, mozi probably fifth or sixth grade, like I was probably 11, 12 years old, something like that. Mm-hmm. I remember watching an episode of Leave It to Beaver. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in the episode, you know, like, Beave comes home from his buddy's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his parents are like, hey, what'd you do over at Mozi's house? And he goes, oh, nothing. We just listened to some records. And I was like, I was watching this with my grandpa, I think. And I was like, it's like, yo, Pat, like, what do you mean listening to some records? Gotta listen to some records, and My grandpa man. was like, well, you know, like, before we had TVs and 100 channels and do. all these electronics yeah, and entertainment, yeah. he's like, People would literally get together and just sit in the living room put and listen to music. Put, the, put, a rec- yeah. you know, put your records on. Let's see what you got here. And I'm like, who would do it? Who would just sit in a living room mm-hmm. and put on an album and sit there and listen to it? Now, you know, fast forward 20 years later, I totally get it. I love it. Bro, that's my vibe. Like, you know, you still, because we're at that age where we could still go out to nightclubs if we wanted to. And at times it is cool to go to some, you know, water and hole establishments that happen to play music as play well. Play loud music. And, but, yeah. but for me, man, this is like my element. I would much rather yes. party with myself at my house with my music and festivities mm-hmm. and fully enjoy that and feel a lot more safer as well. So with all that being said, that's going to be my vibe this weekend, man. Turn up at Casa de Motes. Yes. Shout out to Pusha T. It's almost dry. Am, uh, and shout out to my man Rod Dollar for being a part of the culture as well, man. You know I love that, baby. Love I, that. I got a 90-minute drive to Morgantown after we're Uh-oh. done here with the Uh-oh. show. Uh-oh. So I'll 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 spin it. Let's I'll spin get some it, Pusha T and I'll, I'll let you know if I can make it past the fourth track or Listen, not. Listen, man. Anybody that's hearing this right now can tell how passionate I am about it. I got you this, are very passionate. I got the smile going on. We're supposed to be talking Steelers. And the fact that this is what was on my mind, I'm just sorry. I had to be transparent with you guys, man. That's what we do. That's what we do, man. I love it I love it Uh, Arthur Motes Let's talk a little draft here In our Mm -hmm. first segment of the show NFL Network New mock draft dropping today We are fully Got that new heat New heat We are fully entrenched In mock draft season I mean Isn't that supposed to be This time of year And I think You know again Our loyal listeners They know We don't do a ton of this We do as we get closer to the draft But really the only time That you and I review mock drafts and go over things like this is when it's a new angle, when it's something interesting in that regard. Yeah. Well, the one that NFL.com, the mock draft that they dropped today, caught my eye because they have four quarterbacks going in the top ten. Wowzers. You said in the top ten. In the top ten. Holy coly. Four. Wait a minute. In the top ten. In the top what? You do the math on that? Hold on. That's almost half. Wait a minute. How the... 
A few months ago, we were talking about how maybe there won't be any or there might only be one quarterback taken in the first round. Mm -mm -mm. Now, Arthur Motes, six days from the draft. We got four pieces. Four in the top ten alone. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what we call the power of April. That's what we call the power of week before the draft. Uh, that's that's what we call that, ladies thirst, and gentlemen. Right? Come on, man. The quarterback <laughs> thirst is real. It's like when you haven't seen your significant other, even if your significant other is having a rough day, they look like the best thing since sliced bread when it's been a little bit too long for you. And I feel like that's what's going on right now with some of these quarterback starving teams. Because how, Wes, how are we going to talk about four quarterbacks going in the top ten when we barely think, you know, they were surefire first-round draft picks in the beginning of this thing. Like, what, what's going on here, baby? I don't know. Make it make sense to me. You know what? At first when I saw it, I was like, all right, come on, really? But I don't think it's that out. Hey, if you gun to my head right now, I'm going to say, no, there's not going to be four quarterbacks taken in the top ten. But I also don't think it's the most ridiculous thing ever suggested either because – it's just how this happened. This is the NFL. It's the we NFL. know it's not the most outlandish thing. And, in fact – if it did happen, we would not be surprised by it. We wouldn't necessarily agree with it, but it would not shock any of us. I think we would be more surprised if only two quarterbacks go in the first round. Right. I think that would be more surprising than anything else just by the sheer nature of the position. Completely People agree. love quarterbacks. Completely agree. We understand the premium that is on quarterbacks, especially good quarterbacks, and we understand that that standard is extremely high. And that's why, you know, I hate to keep bringing him up, but like Baker Mayfield, he's kind of in that position where it's like good player, but not great. But with the expectations of taking a quarterback in the first round, you expect greatness. You expect franchise. You expect force multiplier. And when a guy, right. And when a guy isn't that, we sour on them extremely fast. I will say that one thing about quarterback position compared to others. They get all the praise, and, and rightfully so. But when you, turn, <laughs> when you turn on the quarterback, man, that stench lingers. Yes. like Agreed. Think about how we view Devin Bush right now, and we're still extremely more optimistic than him, or optimistic about him, solely based on the position that he plays. Whereas with, like you said, Baker or any, any of these other first-round quarterbacks that, you know, within the first two to three years didn't become who we thought they would be, we instantly say, what, man, you got to get those guys up out of here. They are who they are. They can't get better. They can't improve. Solely because of the quarterback position. Right. That's right. just how cutthroat we are when we're viewing that position. It's crazy exactly to, it to think of it in that context, but that is the reality of it. So four in the top ten. Let's break this down. Let's do it. Because, you know, you'll see. I, I think in a way you could argue that, hey, four quarterbacks in the top ten, all right, the Steelers aren't going to get their guy at quarterback at 20. But, man, if it plays out that way, they're going to have a lot of options and a lot of talent pushed down the draft board. So, Jacksonville Jaguars, we've talked about it. Trayvon Walker, number one uh, out of Georgia. He goes to the Jags, stays down there in the south, right on the – wait for it. Mm -hmm. Wait for it. Mm -hmm. Keep waiting. Mm -hmm. Florida-Georgia line. Oh, man, didn't see that one coming. I like what you did there, player, player. I see you. Hey, he's here all weekend. By himself, you know, I went to I went to the Bill Burr show, comedy show last oh, night. Oh you know, So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, I, I, I I'm see feeling, I'm feeling extra I, jokey. I, I can see it. I can see it. Detroit Lions second overall. They take the uh, the hometown guy, the Michigan man himself, Aiden Hutchinson. Do they have to do that because he's you know homegrown? Let me ask you this: a lot of times you hear that you got to sell tickets. You know, got yeah. to, got to, uh, there were there were some people. This might be hard to believe now, two years in retrospect, but there were some people that were saying like, 
oh, well, the Bengals are only going to take Burrow first overall and not Tua yeah. because he's from Ohio home and it'll help sell tickets home and he's homegrown. Home like, home that is a real thing in some places. Hey, huh? I don't know if Aiden Hutchinson moves the needle that much. I, was, I, I don't think anyone's buying tickets. He's like... not a quarterback. Really, quarterbacks are probably the only ones that, that yeah. do that. Maybe like a running back or a wide receiver. Because I'm even thinking about but... like when the Bosa brothers were coming out. They were, I felt like, extremely high in terms of how they were talked about, even more mm-hmm. so than the Chase Young in reality of it. Yeah. But I agree. I don't even feel like they move that needle to that extent no. either. Yeah. No. But I always laugh when I hear that. Oh man, take the homegrown guy, man. He's good for the tickets. tickets. You gotta sell tickets. We're like what? what? To his twelve family members that are gonna be there? That's gonna really make a huge difference. <laughs> <laughs> and Texas. it's coming out of his check. He paying for them folks to come to that game. You know how it goes. Uh, the defensive picks continue, much to the uh, I do like that. Much to the happiness of I the do like that. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau goes third overall to the Houston Texans. Fourth overall, the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 take Sauce Gardner. What type of sauce? Is it barbecue? Is it Chick-fil-A? Is it Polynesian? Well, those are all really good options. Well, I just figured that, you know, since we was going with the jokey jokes, that was going to give me my sauce jokes in. I, I, Come on. I really <laughs> like Chick-fil-A. Here all week. <laughs> I really I really like the uh, the Chick-fil-A sauce, not going to lie. The Polynesian's great, too. I mean, barbecue sauce. I'm a sauce, spicy sriracha type of guy, man, spicy personally. Spicy sriracha man. is just. That, that's sriracha. Well, it's isn't, changed isn't that kind of an oxymoron, though? Because isn't it sriracha is. already spicy? It is, but it's spicy like a spicier. Sriracha. It's like. I get what you're spicy, saying. Spicy. You gotta take it to the next level. It's, it's kind of like when you get the, the the spicy chicken sandwich, and then you put like hot sauce on it, or you put more spice on or it, like pepper jack cheese yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know hear what you. I'm saying? I hear yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sauce, whichever kind you prefer, but this of the Gardner variety. Oh, I see what you did there. Fourth overall. That means it's Jets. organic. It's good for your system. Fifth to the other team in New Jersey, the Giants. They finally take the first offensive player of the draft, oh. Icky Equano. I am, glad, I am glad it was an offensive tackle, though. If we're gonna, if we gotta go offense, get my trenches. Do, do it for my man Wolf, man. Trenches. Do it for my man Wolf. One, you know what I mean? One time for Craig Wolf. Come on, man. Flat, flat forehead society, right? Yeah, let's do it. One time for Craig Wolfley. Icky becomes the first offensive player off the board, fifth to the New Jersey. I mean, the New York Giants. Thank you. Now, you ready for this, Arthur Motes? Six I pick, am. The Carolina Panthers, where do you think they went? Oh, uh, I hope they went defense, but they probably went quarterback. They went with Kenneth Pickett. Yo, boy. Quarterback out of the university located in the Oakland District. Hell to Pitt. Of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hell to Pitt. The, uh, or um, I should say not the, I should say Matt Rule mm. gets his quarterback that he wanted at Temple out of high school. I was about to school. say, yeah, there, there, was some, there was a connection there. Yep. Yeah. Matt Rule was the head coach at Temple. For those of you who didn't know, before he was at Baylor, before he was with the Carolina Panthers, uh, Kenny Pickett was from New Jersey, not far from Philadelphia. He was originally committed to Temple under Matt Rule before Pat Narduzzi and Pitt came in with a Power 5 offer at the last minute yeah. and swooned Kenneth over here. Shout out to Temple, man. To the west side of the state. You know I always got love for the people that almost went to Temple? Because I was one of those almost went to Temple guys as well. I, like, I, I got, you know I got I mean? no beef with Temple. Yeah, it's, it's like, well, you we almost went there. We, we thought about it. No, no, but it works out for everybody. That, did you yeah. tour the campus or did you just like look at a pamphlet online no, or no, something? No, no, no. I had the offer. It was when Al Gordon. Yeah, Al Gordon, he had just took the job, oh, but he, he took right. it at the last moment, you, though. I remember you telling me about so, this. So, yeah, so he was recruiting me at UVA and then when he went there, he had gave me the offer, but it was literally like two weeks prior to signing it when he took the job and for me, I was all on board. I was ready to like call up JMU, decommit from really? there, and then go to Temple. I'm like, yo, it's Temple. They're one A, you know, like it's East mm-hmm. Coast. I got family in Philly, Big city. Yeah. Absolutely, I was hyped. My folks weren't a fan of the campus, first off, because it sits. It is. <laughs> it's, 
It's not in the best area of Philadelphia. Let's just put it that way. It's not in the best. Nice campus, but not in the best area. And they're like, yo, you're leaving a situation. You don't need to go into another where you could possibly get into some worse situations. So I'm like, all right, I get a little bit different than than North Philadelphia. Just a little different. (laughs) And I definitely needed that at that time. (laughs) Way slower pace. But then also at the time, um, it was when they were going through their uh, academic uh, situation where they were were suspended, uh, I think it was like for one or two seasons Mm -hmm. because of the, from they had, the postseason, yeah, right? from, from yeah. the, the uh, previous years and stuff like that, because they had a little academic uh, scandal thing. So my folks were like, "You're not going to any university that's having issues with their accreditation or how Academics they're viewed academically yeah. and stuff." So that was a big reason why I d- did not go. But man, I always had love for Temple. Man, I'm like, "Yo, I oh, like yeah, Temple, yeah, man. Yeah, that, that was supposed been, to be the spot, man." You'd have been eating cheesesteaks. Come on, man. Four times a week. I'd have been, I'd have been running in the West while he was over there rooting for them Eagles. You know he can't. <laughs> oh, you, you know he loved, he loved the Eagles and the Flyers. Oh, whoa! How you know, dare you? You know that man uh, can't listen, help himself. Make your Kenneth Pickett jokes. Him you can make wife. your Eagle jokes. Uh-huh. Don't you? Don't you bring the Flyers into when, this? When, when he proposed to Morgan, I remember like it was just he had a Flyers jersey on oh, with please. Eagles boxers. I said, Lord, what is going on here? I'd rather go streaking <laughs> than wear a Flyers jersey. And did I mention he had the 76ers on his socks? Well, I don't mind the 76. <laughs> nah, I like the 76 Flyers too, man. They, they, I rock with them. Morgan and I, we did the the uh, cake topper at our wedding was her in a Flyers jersey and me in a Penguins jersey. Wow. So you did have the Philadelphia Flyers at your wedding. Oh, That's all I'm saying. I okay. Mean, Fair my enough. Wife is from Fair there. enough. I mean. So settle you down. had the Philadelphia Flyers at your wedding. I told you guys, down. I don't make up anything. This is a fact-based show. <laughs> the New York Giants, seventh overall, Jermaine Johnson. I mean, just I tell you what, the defensive players flying off the board here. Mm-hmm. Senior edge rusher out of Florida State with the Giants' second pick in the top seven. Uh, eighth overall, Atlanta Falcons. Malik Willis. Quarterback. Hometown kid, right? Out of Liberty. Yeah, hometown. So that, there's your second quarterback off the board, right? You see, that's to sell tickets as well. You know what I mean? Well, now that one might actually sell that's, tickets. That's going to sell tickets. That's, that, that one actually, that, that one you got me convinced question, on. Question, though. If he goes to Atlanta okay, and you're the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Dirty birds. Do you put him in the seven? For if the he, culture. If, do listen, you put he, that man in the seven? If he wants it, he's got it. Do you put that man if in the seven? If he wants it, he's got it. If he wants to wear the Vic Seven, if he wants that, you know, that extra, I think you could say pressure. Yeah. If he wants it, you let him you let him have it. I mean, they get they throw the comparisons on him. It's just like, you know, you go to Atlanta, top ten. I feel like you got to. I'm sure he was a big Vic fan growing up. Who wasn't? I feel like you got to. I feel like it's more people that that, you know, that it's hard to find the people that weren't Vic fans. Well, Especially during that time frame, man. Like Vic was, was say, I wasn't I wasn't a Michael Vick hater, but he's another guy who broke my heart a couple times oh, yeah, in Morgantown. I, I can understand that. So, you but know. that was Big East. It didn't count. But it didn't count. That's, that's you're right. That's yeah, true. It, it didn't count. Yeah, absolutely didn't count. Off the books. Ninth overall, Seattle Seahawks. Desmond Ritter, quarterback out of Cincinnati. Now that is very interesting to me. I agree. I like Desmond a lot. I do not like him at nine. I don't even like him at twenty. Personally. I don't either. And I also for for Seattle, like what what are you doing all of a sudden? You're gonna have Ritter. You're gonna have Drew Lock. You're gonna have Geno Smith. Like what 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 are you are you starting Ritter day one? Are you having a QB competition between Geno and Drew Lock? And you know, then you know what Ritter they're trying to do? They're trying to repeat history. Oh, they said we had Matt then Flynn. Then they the into, I would say they had Matt Flynn and Tavares Jackson. God bless the dead. But at the end of the day, they still brought in Russ, and Russ beat them out. So they're saying to themselves, mm-hmm. maybe we can do that again. We got Geno, and we have Throw Drew Locke, three right? quarterbacks against the wall and well, see if one sticks. In, in, in all actuality, you have two, you know, borderline quarterbacks in terms of how good they are or can be, but you're not sold on either one of them. Correct. I think but that's to fair to take Desmond at nine, that's, it's still, I just think that it's a reach for the player. 
I still like them taking a quarterback. I just don't like the player that they're taking at nine. I think they could wait to do that. But I digress. I would concur, Mr. Moats. And then 10th, because remember, we said four QBs. This is nuts. In this the top crazy. 10, they've got the Saints trading up to 10 with the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 to take Matt Coral, quarterback, Ole Miss. Well, first off, man, I don't understand this part at all. I mean, with Matt Corral, I personally think that, you know, he's a good player and you would want him on your team, second round potentially. But late for very late for But if you're round. the Saints, why pay Jameis the money that you paid him? Completely agree. To go and draft Matt Corral top ten. You also they still they've Andy Dalton on the roster too in New Exactly. Orleans, don't like they? that that doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense to me. Agreed. I, I totally agree. And if if you're the Saints and you made these moves with the Eagles to get two first round picks to inevitably try and trade up into the top ten to get a quarterback, what, what, wouldn't you been okay with just Andy Dalton? Well, because and, the, and, and this is the thing too, rookie history, right? So in Arizona, we had a similar concept. They had just paid Sam Bradford guaranteed twenty million dollars to him, right? And then they turn around and they draft Josh Rosen. Now. All through training camp, we thought Josh was a product, a more talented player, but he wasn't consistent enough. So that's why Bradford was the one who beat him out initially, started the first half of the season. But then they end up just cutting him because they wanted to get the rookie out there, even though at the time the rookie necessarily wasn't ready for that. And then you see the mess that transpires after that. You end up still paying Bradford the 20 mil. You decide that, hey, you know what, we don't like Josh. Even though you put Josh out there in a situation where he wasn't prepared because of the offense and the chaos that it was. So then you get rid of him the next year and you bring in Kyle Murray. It's like, man, you could have done that a lot more efficiently. You, you could have definitely saved some money that and saved true. some time and everything it's, along and those lines. And maybe saved like, some people's jobs along yeah. the way. <laughs> so for me, I'm just like, are you trying? Like, what are you trying to do here? Why, sure, like, sure. You know, are you bringing in Matt and saying that hey, we're going to play the long game with him? But if you're playing the long game, why take him at 10? It just doesn't add up, man. Why not trade back and take right, him? Yeah. especially when you pay Jameis this money. Jameis is the starter. You paid him starter caliber money. They did, and Jameis was on a trajectory to prove that not only was he still good, but that he had cut down the interceptions that had plagued him in the past. Was Prior it like four the, or five games he played yeah. last year? But I thought he looked good in those games, dude. It was, and he was still like three to one uh, touchdown mm-hmm. interception ratio, which mm-hmm. was. Very good for him, all things considered. This that's is Mr. You, 30 for 30 we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And when we say 30 <laughs> for 30 for the new people. Not the ESPN documentary no, series. No, no. His last year as a full-time starter, he threw for 5,000 passing yards, 30 touchdowns, and 30 interceptions. We cannot make this up. Two of those numbers are very impressive. The third is it's, very it's bad. very, very bad. <laughs> So when we talk about that context, we could see the growth that he took, and that's why even before the Saints re-signed Jameis, it was talked that, hey, man, if a team is looking for a quarterback, Jameis is probably one of those top-tier guys that you want out there. We had some of those conversations. No question we did. And, you know, when they brought him back, it was like, okay, this makes a lot of sense because if he's healthy, which they already say he was ahead of schedule and coming back from the ACL, that this dude is going to be ready to go. So I just don't – that doesn't add up to me, man. I agree. That's another one of those would just be a quarterback thirst trap to me. Mm-hmm. Swipe left, New Orleans. Swipe mm-hmm. left. Washington Commanders at pick 11 or whatever they'll decide their team name is by next mm. week. First wide receiver off the board, Jamison Williams. That's early, early. That is early, early, but I tell you what, I've been singing his praises for a couple weeks now. Wow, we, we love him as a player. Yeah, I don't I don't. But you're not going to have him it. the first half of the season. You're going to have him the first half of the season, but for the next five, when six, on, seven years, you could have one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Pick 12, another defensive back. Derek Stingley Jr., he like stays that. in the purp and yellow and gets drafted by the Minnesota Vikings. 
I know. Is that is that are the Lakers are the Lakers the only purple and yellow? All right. I mean, are they yeah. the only ones? Yeah. Because Dukes were, were purple and gold. <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> you are. Derek Stingley Jr. to the Minnesota Vikings. There she is. At pick 12. 13th, Houston Texans. Uh, their pick from the Deshaun Watson trade. It's insane how many teams have multiple picks in the yeah. first round of the draft this year. Houston Texans, 13th overall, Evan Neal. This is probably the latest I've seen him going and off of a board, I tell bro. you what, that might be the best pick we, the, in terms of just pure value yeah, that we've seen here so absolutely. far. He, uh, I mean. Bro, pairing him with Laramie Tunsil, bro, that would be nasty. Bro. Throughout the combine, people were talking about him potentially being the top pick. That's what I'm saying. You so get him at this 13, is, this is crazy. and you're right. You pair him with Laramie Tunsil, and then eventually if Tunsil ends up leaving, you can slide him mm-hmm. back to the left side. Yeah, there's there's a lot to like there, uh, Evan Neal. 14th, those Ratbird Baltimore Ravens. Boo. We know it's happened a few times in history where it's been rumored, oh, the Steelers took a guy that the Ravens would have selected a few picks later. The Ravens, the Ravens took a guy uh, that the Steelers would have selected a few picks later. Maybe this is one of those instances. Baltimore, 14th overall, Jordan Davis, defensive tackle out of Georgia. Like the player, don't like the team. They get the combine king himself, Jordan Davis. 15th, flip, 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 Philadelphia. Mm. The Eagles. West team. Take another guy who is maybe a top five talent like Evan Neal, but could slip down draft boards a yep. little bit. Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame, and that would crush the spirits of a lot of Steelers fans who would Facts. like to see him in the black and gold. Kyle Hamilton, 15th to the Eagles. 16th, the Jets, because this was, remember, they they swapped with the Saints and right. went back. They take Garrett Wilson, second wide receiver, off the board. 17th. And that's surprised, too, because he's been going for, like the first wide receiver off the board because he's the most healthy if, as well. If he lasts till if we get to 16 and there's only two receivers yeah, off the board. dude, that's nuts. Good scenario for the Steelers, I think. 17. Here's another one that the Steelers certainly could could have um, very high on, on their list of potential options. Devontae Wyatt goes to the Chargers. And all of a sudden, that L.A. Chargers defense is looking pretty, pretty good. 18th. Good luck to whoever is the offensive line in front of them. The Eagles back up on the clock again. Uh, they go wide receiver, Drake London, out of USC. Mm, okay, okay. 19th, the That Jets. would definitely help my man uh, Jalen Hurts, too. The Jets here, yes, from the, the two picks that New Orleans swap with the Jets to move up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jets take Mafi, the edge rusher from Minnesota. Steelers at pick 20, Arthur Motes. Devin Lloyd still on the board. Chris Olave still on the board. Nicobe Dean is on the board. Nicobe Trent Dean's McDuffie's on the, on the board. Trent I would probably go with Chris Olave here, I think would be my pick. But the NFL, uh, I always say the NFL.com. <laughs> NFL.com. Not the NFL.com. Oh, Justin dude. Timberlake told them back in that movie, drop the the, all right? Just go with NFL.com. <laughs> Charles Cross, offensive tackle out of Mississippi State. Like the player, I don't know how I'd feel about that for the Steelers there. When you could go get a guy like Olave, when you could go get a guy like Devin Lloyd. I guess in this situation, how confident are you in Dan Moore? That's what this is going to boil down to. If they're taking a tackle, it's how confident are you in Dan Moore? If 100%. you're elitely confident or you feel like he's your starter, this pick makes zero sense because you know Chooks isn't coming off the field. Chooks got the new deal. He's going to be the starter. But if you have any inkling of hesitation around Dan Moore, that's why you make this move because you say that this solidifies the offensive line. because Or you just want competition. But – no, when you take a guy 20th overall, uh, there's right. no competition. There's what no are we competition. talking about here, man? <laughs> so, 
But with that, though, I, I guess I don't hate it because you would solidify the offensive line. Now you're talking about that O-line potentially being the best unit on your team when you throw a first-round pick in there. You think about the, the the guys that we acquired in the interior part, James Daniels, Mason Cole and company. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, Chooks, he's been on a trajectory where he's been continuing to get better each and every year. Maybe you say, I want Dan Moore to take a back seat and be that swing tackle. Mm. Maybe that's the approach. And if they're doing that, then this pick makes sense. But – if the Steelers are confident in Dan Moore, and up until this point, we don't have we a reason, reason to believe to otherwise, so, yeah. especially when you think of how the offensive line was last year. The interior was the weak part, not the tackles. And Dan Moore, he held his own at times. Now, it was not a Mona Lisa in the words of my man Wes. It was definitely not that. It wasn't the 16th chapel? Or the 17th. But at the end of the day, we we liked you know, his improvement. We liked his growth throughout the season. So, like I said, I don't, I don't understand this pick unless – they are skeptical of Dan Moore. If they think Dan is more is better suited as a backup or a swing tackle, then yeah, sure, go for it. But if not, what are we doing? Yeah, g- g- give me a receiver, yeah. give me a linebacker. Let's go that road. Give me a safety because we're seven. We seven yeah. safety back. 100%. Yeah, so, so yeah, we, we can fill the holes that way. Yeah, I completely agree. We'll I just don't go- want to draft a guy twentieth overall to compete. Completely agree. Yeah, what are we doing? We'll go through the rest of this, how it plays out. Uh, after we talk to our buddy Brian Backo, because he's going to join us in about two minutes. So don't you dare go anywhere. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.